Welcome to All You Need to Know, the show where you hear about everything and learn about nothing. Here are your hosts, Quinn Eaton and DJ Pig. Welcome everyone to beautiful Chester Park, located in Chesterfield, Missouri, home of the Chesterfield Chesters. Didn't get too creative there, it looks like, with really any of the naming, DJ. Yeah, really, the whole town seems to lack both imagination and intuitiveness. That's exactly right. Hey, my name is Quinn Eaton. I'm DJ Pig. And today we are your special guest broadcasting team for the big matchup between the Chesterfield Chesters and the Mount Prospect. Uh, take a guess, DJ. Prospects? You got it. The Mount Prospect Prospects. You know, Quinn, the creativity in the team names may be lacking today, but I tell you what isn't is this beautiful weather. Yes, that's right, DJ. We've been friends for 10-plus years, but like work colleagues trying to fill the void of silence, let's talk about today's weather. Well, Quinn, we've got sunny skies today as of right now, uh, with a chance of clouds and rain later in the day. Looks like we'll only have to worry about that if we go to extra innings, though. Mm. The only thing fans need to worry about right now is smothering on that sunscreen, which, you know, I can, I can help with if needed. Yeah, just to remind you, DJ, we are doing a minor league baseball broadcast, so... Uh, things that you might have been able to say on our podcast, all you need to know, you cannot get away with in the booth today. <laughs> all right, we'll see. Yeah, not a joke. I'm being serious. I'm being very serious. <laughs> okay, you bet. All right, so ladies and gentlemen tuning in today, the regular announcers Jonathan Tape and Bill Scotch have the day off, and we have been kindly asked to fill in for them, and I am just, we are honored to do so. Yeah, absolutely. Both very excited to do so. Uh, I've always wanted to do a broadcast like this. Exactly. Look, Mama, I made it. Yeah. Y you know, no one ever says, look, Daddy, I made it. Yeah, probably because the sheer utterance of the word Daddy is a bit creepy, wouldn't you say? Well, I, I actually kind of like to... Now, okay, I'm going to stop you right there. Uh, save us some money. They'll probably fine us uh, if we say inappropriate things. I hope you don't mind me stopping you there. Uh, what do you say we announce the starting lineups for the teams instead? Sure thing. We'll start with the visiting Mount Prospect Prospects, who of course will be batting first today as the guest team. The Prospects have had what most in sports would call a shit year, uh, but their all-star Gordon Blake is trying to turn the ship around. He'll be up to bat first. Yes, and just remember, DJ, no cursing, okay? Uh, because we are broadcasting live on Radio 97.5, The Boink. Did I say instead of ship? Well, you said the S word a little bit earlier uh, in the sentence, so it's okay. Uh, you, and you also just said the S word there whenever you asked me a question. I know it was probably just a brief lapse of judgment. I'm sure it was too. Batting behind the All-Star today will be the always consistent Jose Ziggy Martinez, who will then be followed by Harold Longlegs Jones. Some interesting nicknames there. Uh, any ideas of the, the origins? Well, Quinn, you, you know, the offer hasn't ever been on the table for me, but it does seem like a great form of group expression. Oh, okay, I said origins there. Like, the origins of those nicknames that you just said for the players. Uh, Jose Ziggy Martinez and Harold Longlegs Jones. Hmm. Well, uh, you know, I, I, I can speculate a little, Quinn. Uh, Martinez looks to me like a fan of David Bowie, uh, so I guess we'll see what his walk-up music is. And uh, I, I'll guess that Harold Jones likes women with long legs. I see. So just pure speculation. Uh, I don't. Th you don't think it could maybe be because Harold Jones is six seven, getting the nickname Long Legs? 
Possibly, but not likely. I'd, I'd say it's probably the women thing. Alrighty, well, as fans sit down after that inspiring rendition of Missouri State Anthem, let's get into the lineup for the Chester defensive squad taking the field. Starting at pitcher today is young sensation John Jackson. He threw a perfect game just last week. Is that right? It sure is, yeah. Witnesses at the bowling alley say that it was one of the most impressive athletic feats they've seen in years. Uh, well, how has he been throwing it as far as the, the baseball season goes? Oh, he's been throwing it terrible, yeah. He seems like he's putting too much time into his bowling practice. Yeah, he threw a perfect game in bowling, uh, not in uh, baseball, just to make that clear. Right, right. Well, uh, still impressive, though. Good for him. Yeah, exactly. Uh, at first base is the veteran Tom, two times Laverne who I am told got the nickname two times because that equals the amount of trips he has had to prison. Yeah, Quinn, but you got to love the underdog story of him making it through and getting it back out here to help his team. Yeah, a truly inspiring tale, and he still swears he's innocent. I heard that he dominated the penitentiary league. He did, yes. Uh, that's actually well documented. He was a very uh, good penitentiary league. Uh, he plays first base for the Chesters. Um, but he actually played in the penitentiary league. I think he played shortstop, so he kind of switched up positions. But, hey, he was he was very good. Yeah. Uh, the catcher for the Chesters is a fan favorite, Alberto Frederick. He weighs a whopping 300 pounds, and he's known here as the Great Wall of Alberto. Shortstop today, filling in for the injured Pete Thompson, is the arguably even more injured Brock Hammerton. Yeah, I noticed that. How is uh, Brock Hammerton going to play with that sling on? I am really not sure. Uh, but that is one of the exciting things that we can watch out for today. Yeah, that's exactly right. And, folks, we will fill out the rest of the starting lineups as we go. We just don't want to miss the first pitch uh, that's coming up. And the first pitch is brought to you by Blockbuster, the only surviving Blockbuster in the world, located in the Chesterfield Court Square. Jackson is really warming up his arm out there. Folks, just to paint you a picture, uh, Jackson is moving his arms uh, both of them in a windmill fashion so violently that uh, it's probably doing more harm than good out there. You gotta stretch out though, Quinn. He's just taking care of himself. Yeah, he's gonna take himself out of the game though if he isn't careful. Well folks, the field is set and we look like we are ready to play ball here at Chester Park. Jackson has received the call from his catcher who is making what looked like provocative gestures underneath his sternum. Yeah, I believe that is all completely normal, DJ. Alberto Frederick has been known in the minor leagues for his colorful pitching gestures over the years. Here's the pitch. Hits the glove, no swing from Gordon Blake, and it's a strike. Yeah, Jackson has had a lot of strikes recently going back to that perfect game of his over at the Chesterfield bowling hole. He sure has, and Quinn, there had to be a better name for that, right? Oh yeah, without a doubt. The Chesterfield bowling hole is a terrible name. Uh, not a great naming town uh, that we find ourselves in. Jackson looks ready to send his next pitch. First one was a breaking ball that painted the bottom right corner of the strike zone. Now there's a good name for a bowling alley. What's that? The strike zone, yeah. It would be better than the bowling hole. Well, sorry folks, uh, just missed the second pitch uh, there. A bit outside, and it's a ball. The count is now one and one. Yes, sorry about that, DJ. I just popped into my head. I thought I would say it. I'm not used to... Uh, you know, having to, you know, color commentate a baseball game here. I we're, we usually just have fun with our conversations. Yeah, hey, no apologies needed there. Uh, you were right. Strike zone is a lot better than the bowling hole. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, Gordon Blake hitting for the prospects has not swung as bad at a pitch so far, and he's getting set back in the box and preparing for pitch number three from Jackson. 
We watched this guy hit this morning in batting practice, and folks, let me tell you, this guy has a meat bat. Um, DJ, not sure you meant to say that. Maybe you, maybe you don't know what it means. Is that possible? I'll tell you what it means, Quinn. This guy can sling it. Okay, that didn't make it sound any better. Uh, but what I think you're trying to tell the audience is that he's a gifted batter. Yes, exactly right. Okay, good deal. I'm glad we got that cleared up. Here's the pitch. Cracks off the meat bat. Holy sh! That ball is demolished. Damn. Looks like it could have the distance. Go, bitch. Go. Home run, mother. That ball might as well be my uncle Jeff because it was hammered. Gordon Blake starting things off for the Mount Prospect prospects with a solo home run. Prospects get on the board early. The score is one to nothing as Blake rounds towards home. Quinn, how exciting was that? A home run right off the bat, <laughs> literally. Yeah, very exciting, DJ. Uh, and then I, I hate to remind you, uh, but just remember to keep the cursing down to non-existent, okay? Not to a minimum, to a non-existent number, okay? I don't want to be asked to leave early. Ah, uh, yes. To uh, uh, all the younger listeners and uh, younger baseball fans of uh, 97.5 The Boink, I would like to apologize. Yes, apology also to the listeners on the 9, uh, 9.30 a.m. station, both for the cursing that just took place and also because uh, of the MASH audio that usually plays during this time we replace that with this broadcast. So apology accepted, I'm sure, for both. Uh, but let's see who is up next to bat. Jose Ziggy Martinez walking up to the plate now as he is prepared to uh, take his first at bat. Oh, yeah, let's see what his walk-up music is here, DJ. Let's listen. Uh, Quinn, that sounds like Nicki Minaj. That does sound like Nicki Minaj. Yeah, I was really hoping he would have had uh, a David Bowie song as his walk-up music. That would have made a little bit more sense, but... Uh, Anaconda by Nicki Minaj instead there for Martinez. And I'd say his Anaconda would want some here as he steps up to the plate. Yes, referring to his bat, correct? Precisely. Okay. Uh, Martinez is batting a .224 for the season so far, which is very strong. Uh, he's been a great addition to the team since being traded back in July. Yeah, the home team hated to see one of their longtime favorites, Jenny Goldfink, go. Uh, and, and be traded away like that, but Martinez' strong play has helped him get over it. That's right. It's like the old killer song, uh, Jenny was a friend of mine. He was? No, no, no. I was just saying, Jenny Goldfink, you know, it, the whole situation just kind of reminded me of that killer song, Jenny was a friend of mine. Oh, well, I mean, that song is about a girl named Jenny, though, and, and this was a guy. Yeah, you're right, DJ, okay? I'm sorry I, I even said anything there. Jackson might be on a tight leash here with Coach Hogan Pogan after letting a home run go on the third pitch of the game. Yes, uh, Jackson is living pretty close to the bone here on these next couple of pitches, I would say. Jackson finally gets into position, and here's the pitch. Oh, wild pitch there. Oh, that might have struck a fan in the head down there behind home plate. Yeah, Quinn, I believe it did. I uh, really can't believe they don't have netting installed. One of the few baseball stadiums where you would rather not sit close to the field. Has to be one of the only fields with no netting whatsoever that I've ever seen. Yeah, probably in the entire universe. One and O count here with that ball to start. Uh, and DJ and I are sitting quite a ways from Jackson, who's out there on the mound pitching. And I can tell you, he is profusely sweating. Yeah, Quinn, he's sweating like a guy whose wife just typed the letters P-O-R into the home computer. He's going to have to settle down if he wants to pitch for long in this game. Yeah, second pitch coming from Jackson. A fastball right down the middle. Wow. 
clocked at 95 miles per hour. He might be settling in now. That looked good. I'm sure Martinez could feel the breeze off that ball. That looked more like the Jackson we know. Martinez is uh, vigorously chewing some bubble gum down there. What kind of gum do you think that is? Can you tell? Uh, it looks to me like some Hubba Bubba Classic. Uh, yeah, that was going to be my guess as well. Quinn, you remember getting those rolls as a kid? Oh, you bet. Those Hubba Bubba Classic rolls, nothing better. I'd sit there and I would chew, mmm, I would chew that whole thing in a sitting. Oh. Yeah, easy there, champ. Uh, Jackson sent one right down the middle there, and the count is even at one and one. Jackson looks to be calming down now. And here's another pitch. Oh, boy, this pitch just sailed at least 20 feet above the batter. Another wild pitch from Jackson. Quinn, I think that might have hit the same lady. It did hit the same lady. She was holding, it looked like she was holding the ice pack on her first uh, whelp, and he hit her right in the ice pack. So the count is two and one now. One strike, two balls. I'll be honest with you, I almost feel like those two wild pitches should count for more than just one ball apiece. I hear you there. Yeah, we are actually getting word now that the grounds crew was just sent to a local hardware store to see if they had some netting or possibly a clear tarp for sale to put behind home plate. Yeah, they weren't proactive, Quinn, but they are being reactive by doing that. Mm, for sure, yeah. And Coach Hogan Pogan is walking out to the mound to talk to Jackson now. Definitely needed that to happen after this atrocious start for the Chesters. Uh, he needs to tell him to get his you-know-what out of his where-now-who. Mm, for sure, yeah. Looks like a pretty calm conversation between the two, though. Uh, I don't think he's going to pull him out just yet. Uh, looks like Coach Hogan Pogan's giving him some encouraging words. And, yeah, now Coach Pogan is walking away. now. Oh, goodness. Oh, my. Yeah, I'm not so sure about those encouraging words there. They just flipped each other off. You are right. Yeah, you're definitely right. Uh, but Jackson is staying on the mound for now, so he's going to pitch for at least a little bit longer. Uh, it looks like Jackson just took a, a very deep breath there. I cannot believe that they just gave each other the bird. Yeah, not showing the best sportsmanship, uh, but crazy things can happen in sports, right, especially the minor leagues. Well, you hope that Jackson can get back on track here. You hate to see him struggle like this. Here's the windup and the pitch. A massive connection with the ball. Oh, that ball is going to clear the fence by a mile. Ziggy Martinez knows it. He's making provocative gestures to the outfielders as he rounds first. That ball is officially out of here. Another home run. What a smack by Martinez there. And I'll tell you what else is out of here. John Jackson, pack your bags, buddy. You are getting traded. You are probably right there, DJ. It's a dog-eat-dog -dog world out here. And based on the verbal and nonverbal messages that are being shared between Jackson and Coach Hogan Pogan, that was his last pitch of the day and quite possibly his last pitch as a Chesterfield Chester. The score is 2 to nothing now with no outs in the top of the first inning. The Chesters are digging themselves a hole early here. Let's send it down to our dugout correspondent, Isaac Bayer, to hear what the morale is like in the Chesterfield dugout. Isaac, you do we have you? Uh, hi, DJ Quinn. I'm here, uh, and I would just like to remind you and everybody else listening that, um, as I've said before, I don't know anything about baseball. Isaac, a rough start for the Chesters. Jackson's ERA has been one of the best in the league coming into today. Okay, I don't know enough about baseball to respond to that statement. All right, well, could you maybe tell us about the spirits down there? How is everyone holding up? Uh, it's, it's hard to say. I don't, I don't really know. Okay, have you talked to anyone while you were down there? No, I have not. All right. Coach Hogan Pogan just stormed out on the field and got into an altercation with his own player. Isaac, can you tell us about that? Uh, I think you guys uh, pretty well covered it uh, up in the booth there. 
Okay. Uh, but was the view better from down there, though? Uh, all right. I'm just going to send it back to you guys. All right. So, no help at all there. Uh, but thanks, Isaac, for traveling with us and being our dugout correspondent for today's game. During the pitching change, uh, let's take a second to thank today's sponsors. Jim's Mechanic Shop. No, we didn't break another part of the car while we were fixing it at Jim's Mechanic Shop. Love Jim's Mechanic Shop. Uh, and also thanks to Farm Fresh Grocery Store. Farm Fresh Grocery Store. Expiration dates are just suggestions. And it looks like newcomer Anthony Slaznaki is coming out of the bullpen early today. Yeah, hey, where the hell are our hot dogs? Huh? Yeah, I, I, was, I was promised a foot-long dog before the game started. I know. I, I mean, I doubt a Budweiser... Uh, you know, you, I think you also were promised a Budweiser, and that's not going to be—that's not going to be good I, for the broadcast, uh, I'm assuming. But I don't think it would hurt to go ahead and have a hot dog while we're broadcasting. No, I'm—I'm I'm telling you right now that Budweiser better be here by the third inning. Well, if the hot dog isn't here by the end of this inning, we're walking, okay? I, I told them specifically that we wanted a dog for every inning. Slaznaki has made his way to the mound. And I'm not totally sure, but I think I just saw John Jackson Civic pull out of the stadium. It did, yes. And uh, speaking of mounds, did you catch a look at Mrs. Slaznaki over there in the fourth row? Oh, DJ, row? please don't. No. I, I, no, I know, I know. I, I won't go too, into too much detail, but uh, she could slaz my Naki. All right, that's enough there, DJ. Uh, Slaznaki, a very strong pitcher from the University of Phoenix online. Uh, great sign for the Chesters this, this year. Facing a tough batter here, though, with Harold Longlegs Jones. Uh, you know, he's not a very proportional man. Sure, he's got long legs, but his arms are about the size of a fourth grader's out there as he gets into the box and into position now. Yeah, you're right about that. He's also got sort of a weird waiting-to-swing motion there, doesn't he? Yeah, correct me if I'm wrong, but if you put a paintbrush on the end of his bat, he's definitely drawing a dong. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I can't say for sure, but I also can't deny that, so that means a lot. And you wouldn't know it from the looks of it, but uh, he's not wearing a cup. Is that right? Yeah, rumor around the park is that uh, he doesn't believe in cups. Jones think it would just make the matter worse if he were to get hit. Huh, well, hopefully he doesn't ever have to find out, right? Uh, looks like Slaznaki is ready to pitch. Alberto Frederick seems to have given a gesture to his pitcher and to the batter. Uh, I doubt that the gesture to the batter is going to help him with anything, though. Here's the pitch. Right down Main Street, strike one for Slaznaki. A beautiful pitch there. Beautiful pitch, yeah. That had some heat on it there. Yeah, and maybe it was because Jackson just sucked ass, but Slaznaki looking in control here early. Yeah, and Harold swung at that one too, just a bit low. Probably his fourth grader arms there. Yeah, probably those short-ass arms. He needs to see if he can take a little off the legs and put them on those stubby T-Rex arms of his. Yeah, Slaznaki appears ready on the mound, looking for a little something like the first hit pitch here probably yeah right down the middle again almost the exact same place at the exact same speed uh, this guy without a doubt knows exactly where he's throwing the ball yeah I agree DJ if he throws a wild one I'll go ahead and say it I would I wouldn't say it's an accident this guy has complete control over his pitching oh for sure Quinn if he hits somebody with a pitch I'll go out there I'll go out there and kiss him wherever he hits the guy all right Slaznaki Rearing up for the third pitch. Could be a clean sweep here for our first out. Here's the pitch, and it's... Oh, Lord have mercy, right in the head. And I am not talking about the head that is connected to your neck. Yeah, a low pitch there right into the family jewels, and that looks painful. He is healed over at home plate in a lot of pain. 
that, my friend, might be the first time I've seen somebody get hit right in the nads with a fastball. It's also the first time that I've seen someone say that they would kiss someone wherever they got hit by a pitch? Or is that still on the table now, DJ, considering what happened? I, I did not shake on it. Okay, so it's not official, uh, but uh, we'll just go ahead and move past that then. How about that, DJ? That would probably work out better for you. Yeah, thank thank the sweet lord. Yeah, so as Jones is carried to first on a stretcher, they brought a stretcher out, uh, and they are moving Jones uh, to first base. I guess they are they hope that he'll still run the bases, but our next batter comes up with no outs and a runner on first. Uh, probably the better way to describe Jones here would be a slow walk at best on first. Uh, who is up to bat next for the Mount Prospect Prospects? Coming up to bat is Freddie Crocker, a solid hitter for the Prospect squad, and the great nephew of Benny Crocker. Well, how about that? I, I'm sure his family's doing well financially, if that's the case. They are actually doing the exact opposite, Quinn. Uh, from what I heard, they lost all of their money in an internet scam. Oh, man. What a shame. But, you know, talking about Betty Crocker makes me wonder where our damn hot dogs are. I mean, seriously, I could probably go get one right now. I can see them down there in the concession stand. Hey, someone get me a damn hot dog. Crocker has been very steady this season, usually good for at least a base hit a game. Yeah, I'm about to hit somebody in the base if I don't get a damn hot dog here. We'll uh, cut down to Isaac Bear, who has made his way over to the prospects dugout now. Isaac, how's it going down there? Hey, uh, I just wanted to point out uh, again that just because I moved to a different part of the field doesn't mean I have any more baseball knowledge or am better equipped to answer any questions. Okay. Uh, prospects have to be happy with this first inning, though. As long as they can avoid a double play here, maybe they can get a pinch runner out there for Jones. Any word on that? Uh, DJ, have you ever watched Charlie Brown? I have. What you guys are saying to me right now, it just sounds like the parents on Charlie Brown. You know, like the wah, 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 wah. Uh, mm, yeah, okay. I don't know what you're saying. I don't understand what, what, what the words are. I don't understand the sport, and I'm not really sure why I was asked to do this uh, because I'm not getting paid. Okay, well, Isaac, uh, let, let's keep that out of the picture. Uh, with the win that's coming out of the north, has the prospect's batting coach told any of his players to, you know, maybe direct hits in a certain direction? Uh, it's a very specific question there, and it really sounds like it could be made up. It's not. I, I, it's not. Okay. Isaac, are you eating a hot dog? Yeah, what's it to you? Well, we've been waiting an hour to get a damn hot dog up here. What the hell is this? Where'd you get a hot dog? I brought it from home, of course. You brought your own hot dog to a baseball game? Of course I brought my own hot dog to the baseball game. I'm the, it's $8 for a hot dog at the concession stand. I got to wait in line. And you're telling me I can't go to Publix and get a pack of Oscar Myers at, for, you know, for $5. That's, that's true. Yeah, I, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Concession prices are pretty high. Uh, hey, before we let you go, could you tell us about the prospects uh, bullpen lineup for today? Uh, no, uh, can't do that. All right, back to you guys. All right, thanks, Isaac. Uh, we, As we were talking to Isaac, it seemed as though Crocker was called out by a fly ball, uh, and then they tagged Jones as he laid in pain on the ground by first base. Yeah, and a violent tag at that. Not really much of a tag, more of a toss of the ball right to his groin. Yeah, double jeopardy for Jones getting hit in the nads twice. Uh, the coaches are literally dragging him back into their dugout. Two outs now, the score still 2-0. And for those counting at home, the hot dog total for Quinn and I is also zero. Very tragic. And if things don't change soon, like I said, we are out of here, okay? 
Coming up to bat now is the Cuban sensation Oscar De La Roya. Wow. Wow. That is really close to the name of the all-time great boxer Oscar De La Hoya. That's exactly what I was thinking, yeah. Uh, he struggled this season at bat, uh, but let's see if he can face up against Slaznaki, who has been pitching phenomenally since he came in to relieve Jackson. Oscar getting some practice swings in here, and, man, really going after him, too. Yeah, practice swinging like his life depends on it here as he gets ready for the pitch. Slaznaki winds up. Oscar makes contact, but he popped it yeah, up. Yeah, that's a pop. It's, it's second baseman Jack the Squirrel Monroe looks to be in position. He gets under it, calls for it, and he's got it. All right, three outs. Long top of the first, but the Chesters will now get a chance to settle up the score. Heading to the bottom of the first, uh, your score, Mount Prospect Prospects 2, the Chesterfield Chesters 0. And as they run off the field, a question pops into my head, DJ. You like the top of the inning better or the bottom? Uh, you know, Quinn, I go back and forth, but most of the time I'd say I'm a bottom guy. Seems like there's just usually a little more there. Yeah, can't blame you. Uh, and let's just say that the Chesters uh, switched to damage control after that horrific start from Jackson on the mound pitching. Yeah, you know, Jackson won't like to hear this, but he made me think of a Dr. Seuss book with his performance today. <laughs> Is that right? Oh, the places you can throw. Oh, okay. I, I see what you did there. A little play on words there. Jackson threw a wild pitch, sailed over the batter, and hit a bitch. Couldn't throw it, curve it, or lob, and now the man is out of a job. Yeah, that's that. look at you, rhyming it up. A little Dr. Right, Seuss rhyme. Yeah, right off the tip of my tongue there. Yeah, I believe you. I'm sitting right next to you. All right, well, it looks like the prospects have taken the field. Keep an eye out for outfielder Billy the Adult Bonds. Okay, all right. Is he a pretty good outfielder? Oh, no, no. He's wanted for two felony charges, so keep an eye out for him. He's playing today as a part of a work release program, hmm. uh, but right to the right back to the slammer after the game. For those listening in the stadium today, if you see Billy the Adult Bonds off the field today, please report it to a nearby security officer or call the police because he's considered armed and dangerous. Yeah, definitely, definitely do not ask for any autographs from Billy the Adult Bonds. Uh, and talking about felony charges, Tom two times Laverne walking to the plate to lead off for the Chesters. His walk-up music is just the noise a blender makes. Yeah, very intimidating, Quinn, for the other team, I would imagine. Yeah, hey, uh, where are those hot dogs? All right, I'm serious. What's a bitch got to do to get a dog around here? Yeah, sorry about that, but Laverne steps into position. The prospect's pitcher, Juju McFriggle, looks to be ready to send a pitch his way. McFriggle, more of a breaking ball pitcher than a speed pitcher. Uh, let's see what he gives Laverne to work with here. Here's the pitch. Top right corner of the strike zone. Emphatic call wow. from the umpire. Strike one. Yeah, it looks like the umpire got something out of that call for himself. He's been rather calm for the most part, but that was a little excessive. McFriggle works quickly at the mound. He's already, already got it back. Wow, look send at that. Another one Laverne's way. Uh, pitch sent. A full send at that. Hits the glove of Pete Dudance, the catcher of the prospects. It's another strike, two strikes, no balls. <laughs> yeah, two strikes, no balls. <laughs> That's pretty good. I thought I was the immature one. Uh, hey, I can let loose once in a while, right? Okay. And, and by the way, Pete Dudance owns a bakery in Mount Prospect that sells delicious scones. If you ever swing through Mount Prospect, make sure to stop by Pete Dudance's Bacon Fake, the only bakery in the world that also specializes in fake IDs. Sounds like a great place. They make a good scone? Uh, a wonderful scone, DJ. Absolutely scrumptious scone. you got to try it when you swing through Mount Prospect. 
third pitch coming Laverne's way here. A foul tip. Laverne hangs in there. Uh, the count is now 0-2. Foul tip. That's a that's a great name for a rock band, foul tip. Would, you think they would have to sing just baseball-related songs? No, I, I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, do the plain white tees have to sing exclusively about plain white tees? I mean, I guess not. I don't, I don't know what they sing about, really. Yeah, I don't know either. I don't think anyone does. Count still at 0-2 uh, here for Laverne. Remember, if he gets a leadoff hit, everyone in attendance today gets a free corn dog, so the crowd is on the edge of their seats for this one. Yes, Laverne really wants to help the home crowd out here. Oddly enough, the players for both teams will also get corn dogs if he gets a base hit, so it's corn dogs all around. Yeah, Queen, we've seen opposing pitchers start games by just lobbing it up to the first batter so everyone can get corn dogs. I mean, everyone loves a good corn dog. Yeah, yeah, and talking about corn dogs, where in the world are our hot dogs, man? I'm serious. I, I don't, it's getting can I just go get them? Can I go and get them? Can I leave and get them? Oh, no? Okay. All right, they're telling me no, that I have to stay here. All right, so, uh, well, go get it for me, please, okay? It's not that hard. Just go grab one. Grab a hot dog. Pitch coming. Laverne swings, catches a piece of it, another foul tip. The count is still 0-2. Yeah, Laverne has a real knack for these foul tips. Actually holds a record for foul tips in a season at his alma mater. Well, I can tell you, these people are getting antsy about the corn dogs. Yeah, they definitely are. Another pitch coming here. Ooh, that looks good. Ah, just a bit outside. The count is now 1-2, and two, and the crowd is getting on their feet. Wow, this is exciting. The fans don't even care about the game, really. I mean, just really the possibility of the free food. Yeah. Hey, maybe we could get a corn dog up here before our hot dogs get here. McFriggle rubbing his hands on his neck. Uh, he must have some bronzer on or something because his neck is a shiny brown color. Uh, winds up. Laverne gets a piece. Ooh. Going down the line, and uh, it's foul. Uh, man, this, this guy needs to hit it in play. Lord, he is tipping like a cow right now. The fans are chanting corndog, I think, now. Either that or uh, groundhog. Uh, DJ, I'd probably say it's corndog. That probably makes more sense for this situation. Right, right. Well, uh, McFriggle vigorously rubbing his neck now, putting some on the ball, too. Yeah, I'm not going to make any accusations here, DJ, but that might be pine tar that McFriggle is using. I don't know if that's bronzer. Well, here comes the pitch. Laverne foul tips into the right crowd. Holy shit, man. Either hit it in play or just let it go by. Please stop with the foul balls. Yeah, I am getting tired of this as well, DJ. Uh, things like this are why baseball games are taking too long and possibly even losing popularity. Fans are really, I mean, they're starting to boo Laverne now, uh, which you don't normally see for the home team. McFrugal getting ready to throw. He's gotten a workout today so far. Laverne's still alive. Pitches up. Heading into foul territory, but catchable. Billy Bonds lays out for it. Oh, unbelievable. He caught it. Oh, man. No corn dogs, though. Oh, and the fans are irate down there. Yeah, yes. I just saw a fan yell, F you, Laverne. We wanted corn dogs. Yeah, the fans are turning on their team as the Chesters get their first out. Uh, and if you're keeping track at home, that means there are just two outs left here in the first inning. And if we don't get some hot dogs before then, DJ and I will be promptly leaving. Damn right. Outfielder for the Chesters coming up to bat, number 25, Carlos Pikachu. Uh, Pikachu, is, it, is that right? Uh, yeah, Pikachu. Sounds like Pikachu, though. Yes, maybe uh, Pikachu. 
Yeah, yeah. Walking up to the song, Thunderstruck, but it's the uh, cover version by the Wiggles. Oh, man. It's really not that bad. I've never heard this version before, but I kind of like the Wiggles version of Thunderstruck here. One out now. Fresh count for the prospects. McFriggle doesn't like the sign Dudons gave him, so Dudons just sent him another. McFriggle winds up the pitch. Pitch sails towards home plate. Pikachu hits it on the ground towards third base. Picked up by shortstop Douglas Peterson. Ah, uh, and it's thrown to first for a routine out. Yeah, Quinn, you got to catch them all. And uh, Pikachu was caught with his pants around his ankles there for the out number two. Yeah, not sure that's the right use of the phrase there, DJ. But two outs nonetheless. Uh, let's see who is coming up next in the order for the Chesters. Oh, goodness, you have to be kidding me. Brock Hamerton, who we said was filling in at shortstop earlier, is now coming out to bat. How is this going to work, Gwen? He has a sling on. Yeah, I'm not sure, DJ. Uh, he's just lazily dragging the bat behind him with his good arm up to home plate. This will be very interesting to see. I mean, they couldn't get someone else to bat. They got 20-plus guys over there in the dugout, and they send a guy whose arm doesn't even work. You know, maybe they're going for the element of surprise here. Coach Hogan Pogan usually has an ace up his sleeve, uh, so it might be all part of the plan. Hot dog. Now, baseball later, hot dog now. Feed me, you sons of bitches. <clears throat> yeah, Quinn, I'm interested to see if he'll keep the sling on or if he'll take it off. Well, what's he going to do with it if he takes it off? Is he going to put it in his pocket? I don't know. I mean, he could probably just put it on the ground, I guess. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, Hammerton steps up to the plate, and it looks like he's keeping the sling on. Absolutely fascinating. McFriggle throws the first pitch right down the middle, and no swing from Hammerton. Strike one. Quinn, he might have closed his eyes there. I'm not sure. Uh, he's not really showing any attempt to swing at that pitch. I've never seen an intentional walk by the batting team. Uh, especially with two outs. Yeah, remember, DJ, it's a marathon, not a sprint in baseball. I uh, might be playing the long game here with Hammerton up to bat. Second pitch coming. Much like the first, Hammerton stands there like a great redwood, not moving at all. Strike called, and we are now one strike away from the end of this inning. One strike away from leaving as well, DJ. That's right. So I'm going to assume that the third pitch here will be much of the same McFriggle will probably send a pitch down Main Street to secure the out since Hammerton is not swinging. Yeah, it seems that way. Uh, but I've seen strange things happen in baseball, Quinn, so we'll see how it plays out here. Uh, about ready to send the pitch. McFriggle winds up. Ball coming. Oh, my. Oh, Hammerton makes contact with a funny swing out of nowhere. Even Hammerton was surprised he hit it. He's still holding on to the bat, and he's starting to run towards first. The ball was hit into left field. He might do it. Hammerton, running quickly, flips the bat out of his one arm, and oh, sh Oh. He hit himself in the face with the end of the bat. Hammerton stumbling unconsciously towards first still. The ball has been gathered and thrown to second base. Hammerton falling violently now. Oh, folks, he lands on his good arm, or what used to be. We heard the crack from up here. My goodness, the horror. Hammerton should have stayed home today. That mm. ball reaches first as he is called out as he lay just a few feet away from the bag. Yeah, he is in immense pain, and no one is really rushing out to check on him, which is concerning, but I'm sure he'll be okay in a couple of years or so. Yeah, Hammerton's got a lot of physical therapy coming his way. Yeah, so that concludes the first inning of the game. Your score, the Mount Prospect Prospects 2, Chesterfield Chester 0. 
That's right. And you know what, Quinn? No hot dogs still, so that also includes our coverage of today's game. Uh, not sure who they'll find on such short notice, but if they were really worried, they would have gotten us two hot dogs. Couldn't have said it better, DJ. Damn straight. We'll take a quick commercial break, and then you won't hear from us again. You're listening to Chesterfield Chester Baseball on 97.5 The Boink. You couldn't get us a couple hot dogs? I mean, Jesus. I don't get it. It's not that This has been All You Need to Know. If you have a topic you would like to hear about, message us on Twitter or Facebook or send us an email at allyouneed2no00 at gmail.com. Rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and tune in every Wednesday because here at AYN2K, we've got you covered.